Get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. That's right. Get down for another week. We're live in the studio, Whoa. good people. Monday is here as it should be every week. Mitchell, how every you doing? Every week, yeah. Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> You're all right. You, you seem to be struggling a little bit. Yeah, over I, get there. A bit, I get a bit of a sore throat, but I got I got about like eighteen streps. Of, so eighteen. I'm good to go. So I'm like, good to go. what's the ratio on that? Eighteen <laughs> over two hours. But how do you divide? <laughs> I don't know. I think you can take as many streps as you need. <laughs> yeah, but Hopefully so how I are you going to how are you going to ration them though? I don't know, man. Well, I'll, I just got to see how it goes. Okay, just hope I think it I've lasts. got plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so you're going plenty. in without a plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like what we do on this show exactly. on a weekly basis, the Simo Show, the flagship program between. 8 and 10 p.m. every Monday evening where we interview people from the local community, whether it be from the music side of things, the yep. travel side of things. Yeah. We've had a few globetrotters in of late. Yeah, a lot of people who travel around the world. That's it. Shout out to Elliot Grafton as of last week. Yeah. Catch it on the podcast, people. Oh, great show. The Simo Show podcast is available on Google Play, on <laughs> Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Number one on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's only a matter of time, Mitchell. It's only a matter of time. So, what is it we normally do on this program about this time? I don't know. Usually we open it up with maybe a question or something. Yeah, a question. But we also might introduce the guest. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah? Greg, Lo <laughs> <laughs> Greg Lomax is in the studio with us this evening. He's, a, uh, he's an entrepreneur, he's a globetrotter and table tennis enthusiast. And not to mention a bit of a, a kind of a, a well Handorf traversed type unit. <laughs> that wasn't a sentence. <laughs> if you traverse the main street of Handorf. No, he's well-travelled within Handorf. Yes. Yeah, so you said well-traversed Handorf. I, didn't, I can't even remember, man. I just said words. Yeah. And then, like, you know, you get the vibe. Just it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, we get the vibe. Greg, say hello to the lovely people at home. Hello, everybody. Hey. Nice, nice to be here. Thanks for the introduction. It's great to be a Handorf unit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am one too, you and me both. Yes. I am not. You're not? No. Well, by the end of the show, we might uh, knight you or something like that. <laughs> something to aspire to. Yeah, I think there's we've got a, a whole process. There's a sword or something, I'm sure, in the back <laughs> of the studio there. I don't trust you with a sword. <laughs> Why not? You'll kill me. Okay, fair call. Now, Greg, I've invited you on the show this evening because you're, you know, you're an interesting person. You've got half a brain at least. <laughs> Uh, well, that's what I've noticed anyway. It's more than us put together. Yeah. And it's more than most of the things that I could say for the people that I serve from behind the bar. Oh. Um, so Shots fired at yeah. anybody. <laughs> What's your background? So you've done a lot of work kind of construction-based. Yes, yes. Well, first of all, I'm an old chap. I'm 62. So uh, I had 40-odd uh, years in the workforce. And most of that was in the housing, construction and mining industries. As, and most of that was as a senior manager. I'm a very, very important person. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Well, I figured. <laughs> more, way more important than us. Yes. Yeah, or I was, anyway. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, at an early age, 17, uh, into uh, a construction uh, materials company, CSR, the Colonial Sugar Refining Company, as it was known in those days. Right. And uh, they paid me $2,222 a year. Is that is that is that a lot, Mitchell? <laughs> Perhaps when you account for inflation. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There's a little bit of a kind of a, an interesting thing uh, about Greg. What we like to do on this show, Greg, though, is we really like to get to the crux of the human being. Absolutely. Really understand what it is about them, who they are, That's what right. they do, and we ask all the big questions, don't we, Mitchell? Yep. Lay it on me. Okay. So, Greg, he's worked in kind of the managing side of things of mm. the. Uh, yeah. You know, construction industry. All right. If you were the head of a construction corporation, 
Yeah. And you, you were going to hire someone, right? Yeah. You're going to hire someone not to design something but to build it, right? They, they're heading up the team that are going to get everyone inspired, get the bricks and mortar happening. And it can be anyone, any, anyone in the world, arts-based, music-based, celebrity. Who would you select and why? Can I, can I choose multiple people? Like yes, yes, you can. Yeah, go. Yeah, pick I a crew. I want to choose the, uh, the crew from The Expendables. <laughs> With Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I feel like they might get it done. Yeah, probably. Or they might just, you know, explode everything. <laughs> Maybe that's the crew you would use for, like, the destruction the, the, side the, of things. Yeah, demolition. Like you were, yeah, so you're tearing the things down before you build it. Yeah, what about, I don't know. What about Donald Trump? He's going to make Ooh, America great again. DJ so Trump. Can't um, be that hard to build a building, surely. Well, you know, it's... going to build a wall, apparently. It's going to be a great wall. Um, <laughs> it's going to be the best wall. But we can't talk about it here because we are, in fact, fake news. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> Alternative facts. Yeah. Yes, I'll just check my Twitter. Hold on. That's what we do here. <laughs> what about yourself, Greg? All right, so you must have hired some people in your time. Yes, I have. I've uh, probably hired, um, uh, oh, gee, 100, 100 or more. 150, somewhere between that. All right, let's, those numbers. let's say that the people that have applied for this position are the people that live in, in Los Angeles or New York and they are of the, uh, they are of the uh, name in lights yes. spectrum. Okay. Who, who do you think could make the cut? Uh, look, I think um, Bruce Springsteen would be a good start. Um, Is that the boss? The, the boss. boss. <laughs> He's yeah. going to hire He would be in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say, you're yeah. going to hire the boss, you'll be out yeah. of a job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rookie mistake. <laughs> Lady Gaga, I think she'd get a Guernsey. Because she was born that way. Uh, <laughs> the village people, especially the guy with the hair. There, is, yeah, there right. is a construction worker in the village people. Yep. <laughs> so, the little other, known fact. The, the policeman could direct the track. <laughs> so far, his is actually, like, practical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, every now and again, we've got to invite a guest on that has the practical background. I guess, yeah. 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 But then they show us up. Yeah, they do. Oh. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, okay, I guess. We've got to talk up the guests, you know? That's it, because the guests that we book uh, for this show, they come about because we are the flagship program and we are what, Mitchell? <laughs> what are we? <laughs> connected with the stars. <laughs> We're as big and as connected. <laughs> this is as big and as connected as they get. Hey, this is Will. Hey, this is Shin. And we're from Indiego. And you're listening to The Simo Show. Yeah, 8 to 10, Monday nights on Hills FM 88.9. All right. Rock and roll. That's right. The flagship program between 8 and 10 p.m. Talking to Greg Lomax this evening all the way, all the way through, Mitchell. Ooh. It's gonna be it's gonna be one hell of a ride. Now uh, we're gonna uh, have a little song here as soon okay. as I can work out how this system works. You know how the system works. I don't know. Everything's breaking down on me. I don't understand why. What's its deal? <laughs> Honestly. Well, I had a question for Greg. Yeah, go ahead. So you said that well, the salary was two thousand two hundred and twenty-two dollars a year. Correct. What year was that? That was nineteen seventy-three. It was before I was born. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, before you were born. Well. Yeah, well, yeah, by yeah. far. I think I could have been born. I could be double my age and I still wouldn't be born, actually. I know. But it was, a, it was a miserable amount of money in those days. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Does it scale up, though? How much does it scale up? Oh, look, I think in modern terms it might be, gee, how much do you pay somebody that's got a clerical job in their first year and they know nothing? <laughs> uh, no idea. Uh, they're volunteers, <laughs> I think, actually. <laughs> 
Yeah, 20, we don't get paid. Yeah. $25,000 a year, oh, okay. maybe, something like that. Nice. That's yeah. not bad. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just, we, we live under the desk here, actually. Yeah, yeah. So well, We're chained here. Yeah. We can't leave. <laughs> we were paid monthly as well. Uh, so you had to work for a month Ooh. before you got paid. Right. Yeah. That's rough and Then stuff. we lived like kings for about a week. A week. And uh, then back to poverty for the next three. Couldn't budget. Yeah. <laughs> took, us, took us a few years to work that out. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you got a track? I do, yeah. You, you, yeah. You're I mean, about to do a fade? Well, yeah, no, we're not, we don't do a fade at the start of the show. This is getting people excited uh, for the rest of the no, evening. I think fades are just grey all around. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you know, I wish this would work. That's one thing that I really... <laughs> is it still not working? <laughs> it's still not working. Nah, it's working. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. That's right, we are tonight's entertainment from 8 until 10pm on Ooh. Hills Radio. Mitchell, how you doing over there? Yeah, we, we're on to streps of number two. We've got five left. Jeez, you've gone, you've gone hard early. <laughs> I had one. <laughs> oh, sorry. What's the time? If I keep doing this, I will... Oh, no, actually, I will run you, out. You, you <laughs> will run out. Yeah, you've gone hard early. If I do one every 15 minutes, that's... Oh, no. You're, you're going to be struggling. Okay. I gotta slow Just, down. Yeah, exactly. Sustain stamina is the key. That's exactly right. I'm now, pray slow. tell. Would you like to tell all the uh, lovely people and you know Radio Gremlins at home why uh, you know why you're struggling so much this evening? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I may have not slept. Okay, right. Yeah, so I didn't sleep, and Sleep's then I had, not I had work in the morning at six thirty. Ah, yes. Then I had a little cheeky nap after that. And then, yeah, it's all part of preparation for the Simo show. Exactly, yep, yep. Making, Making sure, sure that you're well rested. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep for work, but got to rest for the Simo exactly, show. Exactly, yeah, priorities. And no. a man who knows something about priorities is Greg Lomax, who's Ooh, in the studio with us this evening. Smooth transition. <laughs> I'm all about smoothness, as opposed to that strepsil that's going around in your gob right now. <laughs> Greg, how are you enjoying the show so far? I'm having a ball, chaps, really. <laughs> I'm just wishing I had, an, uh, had a strepsil as well. Yeah. It seems a bit... You know, one man's got the lollies and the rest of us have to suffer. What we do is we share them. So he gets the first 15 minutes. Yes. I get the second. You're going to have to go for the third. As long as he leaves 15. at least four mil in diameter. You always, yeah, you always want to <laughs> go. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sore throat, man. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, plenty of sore throats out there for the working community, right? Would that be correct, Mitchell? <laughs> I guess. Like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Did you work up a bit of a sore throat walking across England, per chance, Greg? Uh, no, no. Um, I managed to keep my throat well lubricated walking right. across England. In fact, uh, that was uh, a walk done a few years ago now with ten people from the Adelaide Hills. Some okay. of them you know. Right. Chris Nitschke. We won't hold that against them. Leon, <laughs> uh, the artisan baker of yeah. To The Stars. And um, there were a group of ten of us and we walked, talked, laughed, ate drank and farted our way across England. Right, okay, so where did you start? We started in uh, Cumbria on the coast, uh, a little town called St Bees. And okay. if you stand on the beach, well, beach, stand on the pebbly stones <laughs> in St Bees and look west, you can see the Isle of Man yep. in the Irish Sea. Oh, okay. And the idea on this walk, which is called the Coast to Coast Walk, you pick up a stone from the beach, you put it in your uh, backpack, and you carry it to the other side of England, and when you get to the end, to the coast, the North Sea on the other side, in uh, Yorkshire, we came out at Robin Hood's Bay, just below Whitby, you then throw the stone into the water. And at some point in time, that will unbalance the nation. Uh, Is this physically? Like, 
<coughs> no, I'm only like, kidding. Okay. Politically? <laughs> politically, how does it unbalance the nation? Well, by taking all those rocks from one side of the coast to the other My side. My goodness, is that the, this is the answer to all the political <laughs> this, unrest in the this, UK. This is exactly the kind of content that we like on this but, show. The bit That's that I haven't really told cool. you yeah. is that there are people that are walking from the west to the east and they bring stones nah, with them. And rookies. some of those could be the same stones that you've... No way. Could nah, be. Counterproductive. It's all about equilibrium. What's the, what's the point, dude? <laughs> <laughs> right. never making a difference. Whatever is the point. Everybody else is just reversing what we've done, man. But it's 320 kilometres. We did six, uh, 16 days at 20 k's a day. And uh, that's not too hard. 20 and k's a day? Yep. Yeah, no, I guess that's, hard. yeah. How many, How like when you say a day, how long were you walking Well, we for? averaged five kilometres an hour. So uh, you do 20 k's in four hours and you have a long lunch. If we walk past a pub, whatever time it was, we'd go in there and have a <laughs> pint. Right. A big English imperial pint. And if there was a view to be seen or a... Uh, or a meadow to lie in, or a, a grassy knoll to admire. We we did that. It was Is very it not leisurely. Quite, um, hilly in like Middle yes. England. Oh, okay. <laughs> very, yeah, all right. You need to be quite fit, or if you're not, you <laughs> are by the time you finish. Yes. Yeah. Was what did you say? How many days? Sixteen. Uh, Sixteen days. 16 I mean, I don't days. want to spoil the whole experience for you, Greg. But um, St. Bees that has a railway station. Yes. You could have taken a train. <laughs> um. That's how we got there. <laughs> yeah. That's, we met Leon and, and Karen, his wife, at the railway station. Oh, okay, right. They're very cutesy. The trains get worse and worse. You change three times from London. The, tra- the trains get older and more rattly and then the, the end of the line almost is at St. Bees. Okay, so... <laughs> the end of the line, they're led by horses. And so St. <laughs> Bees, it's the start of the, the Wainwright coast-to-coast walk. Correct. So is that what you did? That's exactly right. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was devised by Alfred Wainwright. <laughs> oh He's God. the man. In 1973. Yep. That's relatively recent. That is. Yes. I would have thought it might have been older. He connected uh, some old Roman walking trails or uh, just oh, okay. between villages. Uh, but he, he also had a little bit of an evil twist. He didn't want people to take the shortest distance between A and B. He wanted them to take the most scenic distance. So in some cases, the signpost might have said five miles to the next place. But in order to get there, you had to do, go nine miles by going up over that hill. And, mm. and admiring the view and then coming back down the other side. Once again, he's big on the counterproductiveness. We're not doing <laughs> this, am I? Not doing this. Not doing it? No. No, but there's lots of fun things you can do. Like, um, you, you know, walkers, they're encouraged to dip their booted feet in the Irish Sea at St. Bees, and then at the end of the walk in uh, the North Sea at Robert... Throw their boot away? At, <laughs> dip, dip them in, in, uh, in the North Sea, in Robert Robin Hood's Bay. And that's a smuggler's town. Right. And... The, the pub is right in the water. The, 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 uh, the high tide uh, splashes against the wall of the pub and they used to smuggle stuff into those buildings and they reckon that, the, that uh, smuggled goods could get from the water to the far end of the town, a mile and a half or whatever it is in, uh, in Imperial, uh, without the goods seeing the light of day. Right. So it shuffled through little tunnels in people's homes and down through wow. cellars and whatever else. Did you get to go and have a look at... No, no, we were too busy in the pub. When You're we too busy there. in the pub. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I like where this show is going. We're in, getting a history lesson. Exactly. I'm keen. <laughs> and uh, well, what kind of stuff would they smuggle? Podcasts? Oh, well, it would have been, yeah. CDs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's dead technology. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's why, not then. Not, that's the not, only thing we deal in is ooh, dead technology. I have some CDs, man. Yeah? Leave them alone. Like what? Uh, I got a couple of Pink Floyd albums, Cat Empire. We won't hold that against you. Why would you hold that against me? Well, we wouldn't because does anyone know anything about Cat Empire and what's happening with them, per chance? Anyone? Ooh. I open the floor to you, Mitchell. You know this one. Yeah, is it 22nd of February that they're doing a show at Glenelg? Tour dates. With Xavier Rudd. Yes. And others, many others. Well, you'll have that 
I can't believe. I reckon they've removed all the music from this. I don't know what to do. You know what to do? Maybe can you, you ask Greg another question? Can I ask Greg another question? Yeah, about smuggling goods or... Smuggling goods. Yeah, for sure. Well, well like, what is the history of this, like, route? So you said they were, like, Roman yes, paths. This, um, what was his first name, Simon? Wainwright. Uh, Rufus? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Junior? Uh, anyway, Wayne? Mr. Wainwright uh, was a, uh, I think he was a local council worker or a surveyor of some sort working for local government. So he got out and about quite a lot. But he could see some merit in connecting old Roman pathways and the, and the way that people... Tradition- Alfred. Alfred. Alfred Wainwright. That's him. <laughs> Alfie. That, that he could see that the way that people traditionally got from village A to village B, if you connected that route with another one and another one. And they also have this um, system where you can walk through people's private property over there. They're public through fairs. So you can walk through somebody's cow paddock. Oh, OK. <laughs> with their cows. And yeah. step over stiles, you know, the fences that yeah. you climb up over. We went over hundreds and hundreds of those. And you're just, like, allowed to? People yes. will let it happen? Yes. Everybody's yes, quite yes. nice about it? Yes. And people even put little polystyrene boxes or wooden boxes and they'll put some soft drinks and some homemade scones no and a Mars bar and you just leave some coins that in just, the box. That sponsors, my heart. They're all sponsors of Hills Radio <laughs> and many other uh, chocolate-orientated yes. things. Uh, this is Cat Empire. They're actually playing on the 11th of February, Mitchell. Oh, Hi, this is Sam. You're listening to The Simo Show on 88.9 FM. black boxes. They're called telephones. I'm going to let you on a little secret about these telephones. They're not going to dial themselves, okay? Without you, they're just worthless hunks of plastic. That's right. We need you to use those telephones, people. 83913885 if you have a question for Greg Lomax or for Mitchell Driver. Who's barely, are you trying to stay awake there? What no, are you doing? No, I'm, I'm not going to answer. Why not? I just... <laughs> I think you should stop encouraging people to call in. 83913885. This is the place where we answer all your questions. We don't. We do. <laughs> no, we don't. Absolutely we do. If you call... Stop. You're deceiving the audience. We actually answer questions every week without even knowing it because we answer... That's why no one rings because we answer all their questions before they can actually dial up. I wish we were that good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back into the uh, live studio. Audience is also here. We've got a photographer in the building, Nathan yeah. Rolfelt. Thank you very much for joining and us. And the dozens of other people we've managed to fit inside the room. Absolutely. Can we get a can we get a holler? We can. That's right. Welcome back into the live studio, 88.9 FM. We are the voice of the Adelaide Hills, Mitchell. Ooh. The voice of the Adelaide Hills, even yeah, all the way. Sore throat That's of the it. Adelaide Hills. We right cover now. all of it. <clears throat> all of it. All of it. Yeah. I mean, well, surely, all the way out to Murray Bridge, I do know there's some lovely people that have spent some time out in Murray Bridge recently. Yeah, all the way to uh, Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, Rwanda. <laughs> Rwanda, Chile and Finland. Well, that's it. Those are the Well, places. we're not racist here. No. Exactly. We all take over. them. We, we're yeah, very exactly. loving. Exactly. Very popular in Pakistan. Absolutely. All two of our listeners. All two of there. our listeners. Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Can they understand us? Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> actually that's the a reason they still listen. <laughs> They've got subtitles on. <laughs> <laughs> that's not possible. Really? Yeah. Well, what, do you know what is possible? Is the it's possible to bring guests in here and ask them <laughs> questions. Greg Lomax, how are you enjoying the show? I'm having a great time. Yeah, chefs. Uh, as great a time as you did traversing. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> sorry, that was actually good. I was <laughs> just laughing at how good it was. Oh, right. Sorry, As good yeah. a time as, whoa, he's, yeah. he's in there, man. That's sorry, what I, I interrupted, but that was pretty good. I always catch people off guard with the quality of content that can <laughs> fall out of my mouth. Yeah, Smoothest segues I've heard. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why they call what? me Segway Simon. Um, <laughs> now, you traversed across, uh, you mentioned the kilometre walk across uh, England. Yes. So that was kind of, what, northwestish to eastish. Uh, yes, east, northeast, northwestish to northeastish. Yeah. Yes. And you actually went further east. You've all been all the way through some other nations. Yes. And uh, what I want to know is, like, kind of, how much planning do you put into kind of these trips of yours? Oh right. Well, they're all different trips, and and they're they're for different reasons. Some of the places I've been to have been for business reasons. Others have been for holidays, and the holidays are usually uh, planned well in advance. Unlike the business trips, they're usually uh, planned about a month or <coughs> six weeks in advance. But that trip where uh, there were ten of us that walked across England, we planned that probably uh, six months in advance. But I'm also quite happy to wing things. I remember many years ago deciding to drive from uh, Rome to Paris in a car. No accommodation booked, no uh, date set, just uh, winged it. And uh, too easy. And so, wait, when you say you winged it, was that something you, you then did by yourself? No, no, I did it with uh, my uh, partner in life at the time, a lady called Shan Thomas, and uh, we just, uh, we're both very relaxed. Uh, she did the navigating, uh, which is terrific in Italy, where you come to a, a street sign and the place that you want to go to is mentioned on the street time five times, uh, all pointing in different directions, all with different distances. Okay, so um, what's the point in that? Was that uh, that's a very good is point. Is that to confuse foreigners? It's to, I, yeah, it's to screw with you. That's dude. actually their immigration policy. <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they get rid of people that aren't locals. I think you'd ultimately, <laughs> you'd ultimately get there, but uh, you'd opt for the shortest distance if you can, but usually the longest one's more interesting. Although, okay. Although I did it, we did end up in a farmer's backyard one day. And Whoa! Chooks surrounded by chooks and some old ladies sweeping the dirt and staring at us and wondering what we were doing there. So. Andiamo! Just, <laughs> I was about to try and do <laughs> an Italian accent, but it, I think it almost certainly would have talked. Hey, what are you doing? No, <laughs> really? Yeah, Tony like Montana, New, like New York. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking there. <laughs> That's what happens in the hills of Tuscany. Yeah. But I mean, you're never going to be in trouble if you walk into an Italian kind of farmer's backyard. They're just going to try to feed you, right? Wonderful people yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah, it doesn't matter doesn't matter what was the food like in italy yeah absolutely fantastic and i i learned about pizzas because the pizzas over there are often square and very large sometimes as big as this table <laughs> yeah. and when they cut you a piece it's 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 like that it's not a, a circular thing with a segment cut out like we eat here and they're very very um thin uh, bases and not much in the way of toppings a little bit of tomato, a little bit of basil, um, a little bit of cheese. And I remember sitting in a piazza. That's, a, that's not a pizza. No, Mitch. that's like a... That's like a <laughs> it's, he's, he's, he's lecturing you. It's also yeah. a square, but... Uh, yeah. he, knows, he knows I'm going to say something. And oh, is that a, um, and then, a pizza? And it's, all, and it's also square, like you, I think, is what is that is. Oh, dominated. But there were, there were some American uh, young fellows, early 20s, uh, sitting at a table. They'd just gone up and got their pizza. They brought it back to the table <coughs> to sit and have for their beers and the lovely sunlight in this piazza in Florence. And they looked at the pizza and they said, that's not how you make pizza. There's nothing on this. And they were looking for the whole layer upon layer and, you know, a pizza, you know, 30 mil thick or whatever. Or as and Mitchell thought, would like to say, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> this is the kind of pizza that they're after. Hey, I, what are you doing? <laughs> I just thought it was ironic that, you know, this is where pizzas come from. You know, yeah. These people invented pizza. And uh, who do you think you've just lobbed in from 
Seattle or wherever, Absolutely, and you're going to yeah. Seattle, and you're going to tell people that's not how you do a pizza. Nah, New York. Great, absolutely <laughs> great wasn't. food. And I learned about the slow food movement over there as well. You but know yeah. but first and foremost, on the pizza thing, right? Yes. I mean, you're uh, you would have obviously in your business side of things, you would value innovation. Yes. Of right. Course. So of course, where something necessarily was invented and created. Oh, here we go. You're right. justifying the fat pizza, aren't you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am. It effectively oh, is innovation. Oh, it's been oh, improved. Dear. What about it? It could just be called excess or grossness or whatever. Uh, or lack I don't of taste. Like fat exactly. Pizza. Yeah. I mean, I like a sandwich as well, but, you know. Well, we're just it's diverse, that's, aren't that's you? Like yeah. <laughs> diverse from pizza to sandwiches. That's what we do here on the Simo Show. It's both uh, like a wheaty bread. Wheaty bread. Type. There's tomato involved sometimes, yeah. unless yes. you pick it out. Yeah. You'd pick it out, wouldn't you? No, I love tomato. All right, loving. No, what is that? Oi, oi, oi. What? Yeah, you'd pick it out, wouldn't right. you? Well, you looked at me and you squinted. That's right. You are listening sort of... to the tomato <laughs> lovers of co-hosts on the Simo Show from 8 until 10 p.m. <clears throat> talking to Greg Lomax on the Simo Show. Here's what you got to do. Get down. 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 Hi, this is Maine, and you're listening to the Simo Show on 88.9 FM. So, Greg, the travel that you've done, you've also, obviously, I was kind of focusing more on maybe the East stuff, but you've, you've jumped to Europe. So you've done a bit of Europe-type yes. travel. So you've yep. covered you've covered a walk there relatively recent. Was that walk? In? I think that was uh, five or six years ago. Yep. Yeah. And then the Italy trying pizza in the uh, light of the piazza. Uh, that, was a r- oh, that was a different trip. Um, yeah. I'm not sure when that was. It was either a year or two before that or a year or two after. For sure. Yeah. And was that around the same time you obviously visited uh, France? Yes. Yes. What's Dro- drove from Rome to Paris in a, right. in a Volvo. In a Volvo. I feel like we should hold that against him. <laughs> <laughs> Two litre turbo. I'm not judgmental, so I It was a wonderful car. You're not judgmental? Yeah, yeah. Is that, um, is that the. <laughs> it's is, Italian. Is that, I yeah. thought that was maybe Magneto. Sorry, I was channeling my New York accent. I'm not judgmental. <laughs> I thought that was maybe Magneto from the X Men. Maybe that was his cousin or something. <laughs> judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> judge judge Dredd's lesser known brother. Yeah, exactly. And he, he's got a bit of a New York accent. No, I just Italian mispronounce accent. things and you like okay, to right. keep on ragging on me. That's it. For those that are following along on the podcast on week to week, Yes, you are listening to the cheapest show on radio <laughs> on 88.9 FM. Now, in France, what's, what kind of, what was there a big bit of a culture shock travelling from border to border? Like, that's one thing I hear a lot about is, say, going from, you know, effectively you can, in here, like in Adelaide, right, you can go from Adelaide to the Adelaide Hills, you can cover a massive distance to get to the Barossa Valley and things are relatively the same. Yes. Right, you can cover a much shorter distance in Europe and everything is completely different. You, you can, yes, you do get that. They're uh, regionalised and, and uh, dialects change a little bit and food, but when it's all different anyway, you don't notice the difference as much. You know, it's just, it's just eclectic. Same, same, <clears throat> but different, or different, different, but same, same. Yeah, right. But, um, but you do notice those things. But the other thing is that the border between, uh, well, the crossing that we did between uh, um, Italy, we went via Switzerland and then came out in France. But that's all, the border crossing is in a tunnel under a mountain. Um, Right. There's just some uh, portly uh, guard there with a big handlebar (laughs) moustache with all waxed ends and uh, you just show them your passport and they go, yep, you look all right, and through you go. We should get him to hold the door. At the radio station. Yeah, you reckon? It would be perfect. Yeah, if you're a portly gentleman with a handlebar moustache, we want you. You have to look uh, jolly, almost like Santa Claus. Or maybe not jolly, like like anti-jolly. Why are you trying to intimidate people, man? Um, 
I don't know, because it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Plus, there's a lot of people that wait outside the studio with pitchforks and torches <laughs> for us to finish the show. So maybe we, I was we need to say, like, yeah, they want our autographs. No. No, no, no they just want our skin. And then <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go outside. Yeah, exactly. That's why we need a portly gentleman with a handlebar moustache. Okay, we'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. Do you know the guy's name? No, I don't, but I think it was. It may have been Anton. That's my choice. Anton. Ooh, I like that name. Yep. Let's get him. How so? How many meters was this tunnel under the mountain? Oh, that's a really good point. Uh, I'm not sure because as you drive, the tunnel was you know, 30, 40 kilometers. What, long. what mountain was it called? What was it called? Uh, another good question. I thought it was Mont Blanc at the time, but it's not. That's um, uh, that's actually that's a uh, that's a wine. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Good joke. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Scared? No, 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 I'm angry. Okay, right, fine. <laughs> I'll give myself applause. I'm chortling away. Thank you. So, does this this tunnel goes through Switzerland or just crosses the border through crosses the, the Alps? Border. Crosses the border through the Alps. The, it's the Alps that divide the, the countries. Yeah, yeah, no, that's because so, I was going to ask that earlier. Did you cross the Alps like Hannibal did all those years no, ago? No, no, on no elephants. We went, we went through. Uh, Hannibal didn't have a tunnel. No, yeah, well, that's why... Hannibal like, Lecter? No. Right. Hannibal Barker. Oh, sorry, right. <laughs> I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, he from crossed... the elephants. He, yeah. He was from Carthage and he crossed the Alps to invade Rome. Ah, yes. Because he took Caesar by surprise. Yeah, interesting fact. All right. <laughs> yes, no, sorry. here it is, We're already invested. Time. We're already invested, so yep, I have go. to say it now. Yep. No, so uh, there was... It was like the... I think it was the second or first Punic War and Carthage was trying to, like, destroy Caesar's army... But they like there was only one way through, and so Hannibal thought he could cross the Alps, which is like almost impossible because they're huge mountains. And he did this with his elephants, and then sort of ambushed. Uh, it wasn't Caesar; it was some other Roman emperor. And, and speaking of elephants, we're going to be his, doing the Simo show yeah, from off of a mechanical elephant. Yes, with in, Hannibal Barker. Yeah, we're in Meningi. <laughs> yeah, we'll cook you some breakfast, people. This yep. is uh, from the album Wilder Onion. It's called oh, Making Breakfast by Twin Peaks. Okay, and because Twin Peaks like. The Alps, maybe? No? Hi, this is Buddy Dawson. You're listening to Josh O, 8 till 10 p.m., 88.9 FM on Hills Radio. Hi there, this is Matilda Fagan-Schmidt. You're listening to The Simo Show on 88.9 what FM. What would in The Great Escape? Steve McQueen and them dudes that turned tail and ran. Well, that's what that movie was about they were escaping they ran away i'm trying to agree with you the point is they did something that's right doing something is what we do on this program mitchell Ooh. eight until 10 p.m we do things yeah and what is it we do hours. yeah i don't know uh have a couple of strepsils and talk to the guests yeah how are you going on that strepsil <laughs> side of I've things i've got five left you got five i am five. well under uh like under uh, quota I, yeah yeah i'm i'm good man yeah yeah we're good to go all right yeah you feel confident about I'm that? I'm confident, You're not yeah. going to, you know, they're not going to disappear. <laughs> don't take my strepsils. <laughs> don't even joke why would you? That. Why would you think that the, you, I, I would know, take your I you're insinuating. Also, you're just generally a traitor. Uh, and a liar. <laughs> so you should have Thief, the confidence. scoundrel, yeah, coward, rascal, all of the above. I actually come from Moss Eisley. Oh, yeah. I've never met a more wretched type <laughs> of scum and villainy. villainy. That's right. Right here between the hours of 8 and 10 p.m., the Simo Show and this evening, we are interviewing Greg Lomax. How are you going over there, Greg? I'm going well. I'm going well? Great time, thanks. Now, so did you arrive at the studio uh, this evening in your, you know, 1935 Ford V8 Coupe? No, I did not. No, All right. That uh, car's not on the road yet. Okay. Um, 
the uh, chassis is in my shed in Handorf, mm-hmm. and the body is in a... <laughs> For all those listening, body, what's your address? <laughs> the body is in a secret location oh, right, in, the, in the Murray Bridge. Oh, uh, I was going to say in the Swiss tunnel underneath the Alps. And, oh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. It won't be too long and these two will be brought together. Right. And then this uh, rat rod looking thing will be cruising the streets of the Adelaide Hills. Could you take us for a, a lift? Absolutely. To the we mechanical could, elephant. To, to the mechanical <laughs> elephant, yeah. Now there's a thought. Yeah. yeah Would you be willing? Now there's, uh, it's a coupe, so it's, it's only a, a very narrow bench seat in the front, but it does have a dicky seat in the back. Right. So it lifts up and. That sounds like my, my spot. <laughs> two people can sit in the back. Like oh, brilliant. A, you're a bit of a dicky. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And, and the back window winds down, so you can. <laughs> what were you talk. about to say? <laughs> and you're a. Hold on. What were you going to say about me, Zero? <laughs> Stop, the... Stop being cheeky and cheapy. Um, <laughs> now, you're listening to 88.9 FM. Now, Greg, you're a bit of a car enthusiast. You've had a bit to do with cars in your time? Uh, look, I have, but I'm. I'm I'm nowhere near as enthusiastic as a lot of people. Yeah, for um, sure. I just, uh, for instance, with these old, uh, you know, mid-30s Fords, I, I'm an Art Deco fan. I love that whole era, the design ethic of the time. And um, 1935 Fords just fit that perfectly. They've got great flowing lines. They've got lovely sort of horizontal bars on the side of the bonnet, uh, just uh, subtle strips of chrome here and there, and uh, they're just tough old cars. But you started a you started a car club. Nineteen seventy four, Mitchell. I did what that. a year! What were you up Wait, to? Started the started a club in nineteen seventy four. Yeah, he started a club in nineteen seventy four. He's he's got a club that's been around longer <laughs> than you and I have. <laughs> Probably combined. <laughs> Probably. When I was uh, when I was nineteen, uh, that, so it would have been maybe seventy three. Uh, I started the forty eight FJ Holden Club because I liked old Holdens, and I had a couple: uh, one with a rusty body and a good motor, and one with a with a uh, bad motor and a good body. Now, those and of us dream of having two cars. <laughs> $50 I paid for the pair of them. Oh, of course, oh my. Virtually, wow. virtually half a year's salary at the time, as I explained before. Yeah. So I did the, you know, sorted them out so that uh, I had a reliable vehicle. And in those days, you had the court event window with the registration transfer stuck on that. So uh, both cars were registered at the time, one with a bit more than the other. So uh, you could take that court event window out and put it in the car that was operating at the time. It was quite handy in those days. But um, So I was interested in those cars and I thought, goodness me, uh, these things need to be preserved. I had some sort of epiphany where I thought that, uh, you know, as you age, these things get older and they'll assume... They'll take on some sort of value, value right. and that's proved to be correct. But um, I, much uh, like this show, actually, <laughs> uh, this show continues to increase in value. <laughs> Episode thirty-two this oh, evening. Wow. Say the opposite. <laughs> no, we're like wine. We're like Mount Blanc and Sauvignon Blanc, my friend. <laughs> Isn't that a we, mountain? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mountains, like a mountain, we're immovable, and like wine, we continue to get better with age. Oh, <laughs> new slogan. Why, thank you. It's a bit long. Is that yeah? Because well, we'd rather be. What would we rather be? Bringing the funny. Playing the bangers. And friends with the stars. Absolutely. <laughs> friends with the stars and Greg Lomax is in the studio this he evening. He is a star in my mind. He is a star in our minds and shall be forever on the Simo Show and, exactly. incre- and his podcast will increase in value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those old Holdens have increased in value but uh, I lost interest after, I don't know, seven or eight years. And I had 14 of them all together at different <laughs> times. Sold them oh, off. God. Um, don't regret it, but I still admire them when I see them go down the road. I think that's a cool... Yeah, those cars one. are worth uh, $51 now, yeah. yeah. 51 <laughs> A little bit more than that. A good one. Ooh. That's uh, 14 That's that's. Yeah, I was a slow learner. 
Uh, but uh, so were you you were maintaining fourteen cars at a no, time, no, or no, you did they just let no, them sit? The most control? I had it was maybe a three at any one time, but over a period of years I had fourteen. Obviously. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oof, I can't even imagine having three cars. I got one and it, and it barely works. Well, I used to live with my grandmother in those days, and uh, I had these cars in various states of disrepair in her driveway, uh, slowly changing the colour of her driveway, concrete driveway, from grey concrete to black concrete as I, <laughs> they slowly dropped oil all over the thing. And yeah. I remember one time I needed, I had sold the car that was up the front, parked up near her shed, and I had to get it out on the street to the pers- for the person who was going to buy it, but it didn't have any wheels on it. And neither that, now, I don't know a lot about cars, <laughs> right? I don't know a lot about vehicles, but wheels are important. Did you say vehicles? Vehicles. And I didn't have enough wheels to put wheels on all of the cars. So my... <laughs> that makes, my, it, makes for an interesting chariot, if you know what I mean. My 73 or 74-year-old grandmother helped me and we jacked these cars up, moved the wheels down to the front one, got that... No, the back one, got that out on the street, jacked it up, put bricks under it, rolled the wheels back up into the driveway, put them on the next car got that one out, jacked that up in the street, took the wheels off, up to the first one, the one I wanted, put the wheels on, brought that out, jacked it up in the street, took the wheels off and then did that twice more to put the other two cars back in and then came out and put the wheels back on the one that was going. Now, what's he talking about? Jacking <laughs> jacking a car up? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a 21st century unit. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm exhausted from <laughs> that sentence. <laughs> what, is he, what is he talking about? I'm, this... I'm still exhausted from doing it. <laughs> this is Grounds for Divorce uh, by Elbow. Hey, this is the Rad Jams Exchange. I'm Sam. I'm Ryan. And I'm Luke. You're listening to The Simo Show. 8 to 10 p.m. 88.9 FM on Hills Radio. If you were waiting for the opportune moment... That's right. Seize the day, Mitchell. <laughs> Always slightly missing the right moment. Exactly. But knowing that it was opportune. Yeah, exactly. So at least we, we're perceptive. Yes, perceptive yeah. is what we do on this show yeah. from 8 until 10 p.m. The Simo Show, the most perceptive show on radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? It just reminds me of the other day. Simo Show, the uh, greatest show on the planet. <laughs> Nobody else compares. It's all true. Uh, and that lovely little lyrical ballad that we had from Jack Sparrow is from Pirates of the Caribbean. And what happened today, Mitchell? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they announced the, uh, you know, there was a trailer. Oh, did they? The trailer for Dead Man. Oh, have you got to go? Where are you going, Mitchell? <laughs> I, Mitchell, I, I gotta you... go see the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, wait. I gotta go see the trailer. Thank you. That's much better. <laughs> yes, you can eventually see uh, Dead Man's. Uh, wait, Dead Men Tell No Tales. It's uh, gonna be crap, but exactly. I'm gonna love but it. But you can see it at our wonderful sponsors, Cinema <laughs> Wallace Ooh, Cinema. Wallace. Yes. Oh, Simpson. There's nothing like the movies at Wallace, people. Jo- Johnny needs the cash at the moment, doesn't he? John. Johnny. Yeah, maybe to. Maybe to get hold of his dog again. Did we? Did we? <laughs> did we hold that? Who are you talking about? Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, okay. He might need the money to deport his own. Johnny was like the owner of the cinema, and he nah. was in need of money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where did this even come from? Oh dear. He's Wait. in the financial difficulty. He's been spending two and a half million a month or something on his dog. No, no. Oh, okay. Dog. On other things, airplanes and. High living. <laughs> he shouldn't be going in crap movies then. <laughs> him, him and Nicolas Cage, they got problems. <laughs> He's fallen far from grace. They oh, have. John. Poor guy. But you know who hasn't fallen from grace and nor never will? Is it Greg Lomax? It is Greg Lomax Whoa. and he's in the studio with us this evening from 8 until 10pm. Now, you know, we discussed obviously Johnny Depp there and he's had a bit of an issue getting in and out of Australia mm-hmm. and it's well documented. You actually hosted some people that have uh, come in and out of Ooh, Australia relatively yes. recently, Greg. Yes. Known I as did. journeymen. Yep. Very interesting. Wait, is that like guys. 
a cast? Like they're like a clan? <laughs> they're from called the journeymen? They're from the magic circle, Mitch. It's a little bit like that. They look like uh, Amish people, don't they? Yeah, they've got that yeah. kind of vibe. These are um, uh, German carpenters, fully qualified carpenters, and they're part of a uh, society or a group that uh, have been operating for 900 years and they are able... If they choose to be a journeyman, uh, they have to um, wear a particular uniform which uh, looks like black corduroy flares. Hey, Greg, can you just say, how, like, how many years has that... What? Are, what like, 900 years. 900 years. This is as big and as connected as they get. <laughs> Continue, sorry. <laughs> I couldn't have said that better myself. Conspiracy of carpenters. Yeah. And the idea is that um, it goes back so far that the idea was that uh, tradespeople, um, if there was insufficient work in their area, uh, were encouraged to go and travel, mostly in Europe. And uh, the idea was that once you make that decision, you wear this particular uniform, you wear an earring in your ear so that if you die along the way, that earring, which must be gold or silver, can be used to pay for your funeral. And uh, you cannot come back to your own village for three years and one day, and when you come back to your village, you must climb over the sign outside the town uh, as part of the ritual, which is a bit tough these days when you've got these massive big freeways and autobahns <laughs> and the sign of 14 metres up. Well, but they, they could, still do it. Surely, I mean, there's, we've, we've already spoken about innovation. They could just take a ladder. Absolutely. They could build one. They could build a ladder. They're carpenters. They're wooden they're ladders. They're ingenious. Actually, no, they wouldn't be able to get that past Oak Health and Safety. No, probably not. Yeah, I don't my, think they care. My, uh, <laughs> my, my good friend Sebastian from the Leathersmith in Handorf said, you'd better come around and meet these people. And so uh, I went around the corner and there was Nico and Christian and absolutely lovely fellows. And uh, we invited them down to the German arms for a beer afterwards. Ah, yes. I know the place. And... Um, then uh, I said to them, well, where are you staying tonight? And they said, well, we don't know. And they, they don't worry about that. Uh, they'll sleep in their car or they'll just... You know, in Europe, they sleep at the ATMs where... Uh, what? You know, you have, they have the, the ATMs inside some closed doors and the floor is often heated in the, in the very cold countries and they're allowed to sleep there. The bank managers, uh, when the staff open up, they, they understand that. They know they're not going to damage anything. So uh, anyway, I said, well, come home. So we, I took them home, rang my wife and said, I'm bringing a couple of German journeymen home for tea. And she said, yep, no worries. So she cooked a beautiful spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> right. And uh, we had a couple of uh, icy cold beers with that. And they told us all about their, uh, their history and what they're doing. They stayed for breakfast and... Um, Did you get any good uh, ATM locations to sleep at? <laughs> no, we should have done. Yeah. Should have done. But the really interesting thing, and I, I should show this to you later. It's on yes, absolutely. Yeah, talk visual medium One, so we can't show people oh, the video. Oh, this thing is my phone I'm holding up. Yeah. <laughs> One of the... One of these uh, journeymen wanted to have another earring in his ear. And the traditional thing is that the hole for the earring is done by banging a nail through your earlobe. Mitch is actually getting it done uh, by the end of this week. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't aware of this. Yeah, yeah, but you said to me you always wanted an earring. No. No? So no, you lied to me. <laughs> you lie to me all the time. <laughs> so that was done in the in the Handorf Leathersmith. And, uh, no way! It was done. Uh, on this thing that I'm holding in my hand that looks like a telephone, I'll show it to you a bit later on. <laughs> is, that even, is that, like, legal? Uh, yes. I think you can bang a nail in your ear, I think. Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. Surely. Yeah. That that society I mean, that is so He signed cool. a waiver in German which is just basically that he just said yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, it. that's, that's it. the extent of liability in Germany. I can't believe this sort of society still exists. Oh, that is whew. I'm shall I commentate Simon? Oh, 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 I, we can I'm we can sh- talk through this later. Guys, obviously oh, yeah. 
He's got his head on an anvil or something. It's and, on a piece of yeah, wood. It's, yeah, it's pretty visceral. Um, yes. I'm sure you can YouTube it and come up with some interesting... It's not on YouTube, but if it <laughs> is, or when it goes on there, it'll yeah. be viral. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. Call us, 8391 <laughs> uh, If you're a journeyman who wants to get there, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, you know... Uh, yeah, we could do that for you. We'd be happy to. We've actually got a blacksmith in the studio right now. Exactly. We've still got the um, nail. Yeah, so we, we can, can probably make out. that happen. Or call us, 8391-3885. If you've got any interesting stories about how, you know, you've had your ears pierced. <laughs> <laughs> we would love that. In the meantime, we're going to continue having a wonderful night, which this is a track for the photographer. It's by who, Mitchell? I, I don't know. It's a wonderful night. Come on. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't know who that's When you by. think of the Adelaide Hills, you think of everything fresh. Fresh coffee, fresh produce, fresh green grass and fresh flavours. At Wallace, we want to bring you the freshest movie-going experience possible. Outdoor cinema. On the lawns of Ockendorick House. You'll need a deck chair or a beanbag, some friends and family and clothing to match whatever the weather may bring. For a full program, visit wallace.com.au. Outdoor cinema. Fresher. Hey, this is Will. Hey, this is Shin. And we're from Indiego. And you're listening to The Simo Show. Yeah, 8 to 10, Monday nights on Hills FM, 88.9. All right. Rock and roll. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. That's it. It doesn't make sense. But what does make sense is having guests on this program on a weekly basis from 8 <laughs> until 10 exactly p.m. Right. Yes, Ooh. this is Simon, your host, and Mitchell, my essential co-host, sits across from me. <laughs> the cheapest co-host, the, the cheapest in the co-host state. on radio. Yeah, shout out to the podcasters who love us every week. I know there's <laughs> twenty of you. Ooh, twenty repeat business. Twenty podcasters, repeat, which must mean like we have at least it's me twenty times. We, we must have at least two hundred thousand listeners. Yes, who yeah. tune in for ten seconds each. Or, no, 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 the, to the actual show. Oh, right, to the actual yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, what's happening right now? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. viral in Rwanda. <laughs> I'm just watching the uh, the uh, German journeymen enjoy yeah, themselves. Yeah, la- on me. What, what's going on? They're in a blacksmithy. Uh, and is that a huge piece of wood he's holding up to his ear? Yeah, a bit of red gum. Yeah, and red gum for those... Does he look nif- for those For those in, you know, for those youthful, exuberant people out there, red gum is... Um, it's a part of a tree. Uh, I, I reckon a, they might know. Stop um, patronising the audience. <laughs> yeah, and there's this... Yeah. Na- oh, my goodness. This nail isn't even... It's not even a modern nail. <laughs> no. It's it's definitely got some form of tetanus it's on It's very it. Lord of the Rings. Oh, show me. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. Nothing merry and pippin' about that, except they are rather jolly when it's happening. Yeah, the other guys, they're just, <laughs> just having a drink. He's all... They look too happy about this. I feel like they're well, about how many to... how many drinks deep do they decide to do this? There are three shot glasses, and the uh, person having the uh, hole put in their ear drinks the three shot glasses. And uh, the first one is to uh, give them some strength and uh, to sterilise around the ear. Um, it's supposed to be schnapps, but in this case it was whiskey. Uh, the second glass has the, ni- uh, the uh, nail in it, and the third one has the earring. And the the uh, the victim, <laughs> the victim, the, the receivee, uh, receiver uh, drinks all three shot glasses. Yeah, as you would. So they'd be feeling a bit. Uh, and so he, did you think about? Right now. Did you think about getting it done? <coughs> Me? Yeah. No, not at all. No, 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 no. no. Why would you tamper with perfection? I wouldn't <laughs> see any reason to do that. <laughs> all right, you tamper with your own perfection. <laughs> <laughs> There's always room for improvement. Yeah, there We've is. discussed innovation and how you can improve. You know, yes. pizza. Always improve yourself. Yes, you can. That was, well, piazza, that's a big improvement. Yeah. On the edge, right? They were all very calm during that. 
They just sort of like put the nail there, press it down, and he's just he's well. Just once chilling. you've once you've slept at an ATM, Mitchell, uh, you are calm about most things, I guess. You reckon you're calm yeah. about being stabbed in the ear? <laughs> if you've Actually, slept at last an ATM, night, last night it was a little bit cold when I slept on the ground. If you've so, uh, slept next to cold hard cash that you can't get access to, <laughs> you're ready for anything. You're cold to the world. <laughs> oh dear. Speaking of the world, uh, East Timor. Yes. You've been. Yes. How was that? Uh, it was very, very interesting. It was, um, uh, I'm just trying to think when that was, probably about 90, 1996. Um, I was five. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was one. I mean, you went, to, you went to East Timor. I don't know if that was a traumatic experience, but um, I had a traumatic experience when I was five. I went, Dad took me to see Independence Day oh, yeah. when I was five. I was looking for aliens for the rest of the, uh, rest of the afternoon the behind yeah. the couch. Where exactly is East Timor? I've forgotten. It's uh, directly above Australia. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's North. Part, it's North. part of Indonesia. And yeah. uh, Timor means east, so it's actually east-east, but it's now called Timor-Lest. And uh, it's a uh, break, or, well, let me see. There are uh, uh, two parts to it. There's East Timor and there's West Timor, and I've just got to get this right. Uh, one of them is an independent uh, country and the other one belongs to Indonesia. Um, one of them's like a, a or province does, or a state or something. Yes, yeah. but um, uh, there was there were, you heard of the Balabo Five? They were a, no, I haven't. Might have been Balabo Five or Balabo Seven. They were Australian journalists who were uh, killed by gorillas in the jungle over there. And the Australian yeah, like goodness. I mean, happens to the best explorers. <laughs> yeah, but the Australian government in the time this is back in the seventies. Uh, I think it was the seventies, late seventies. Didn't do a lot about it. And uh, uh, so Western Timor is the Indonesian portion of the island of Timor. Okay. So east is the uh, independent one. Yeah, east is the independent one. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's where Dilly, Dilly is in East Timor. Uh, I don't know him. <laughs> Dilly. Dilly, uh, Dilly yeah. is yeah, here. Cab- Does he drive cabs? What? Who is he? No, no, no. That's where you go and get a milkshake. <laughs> right. the capital of the. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, I was like, <laughs> mm, it's definitely it's a place. <laughs> it's a very interesting place because uh, it's you expect that those sort of countries in that uh, latitude. You'd expect them to be very green and lush, and it's actually not anywhere near as green and lush as you'd expect um, because uh, because of the way the winds blow, uh, and there's some very dry and arid country uh, in, uh, in the whole of Timor, and uh, a lot of subsistence living. And at the time that we were there, there was 90-something percent illiteracy. Um, people were still living in grass huts. Um, Listening to the Simo show. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big in uh, East Timor. Yeah, that's it. You could uh, just go down the street in the, uh, in the markets and uh, you could they were chopping up uh, dog meat for sale. Right. Um, there were all sorts of really bizarre things um, and, uh, and quite a dangerous place if you didn't really know what you were doing, which we didn't, my wife and I. Right. Um, what were you doing? Well, we went for a holiday. We went to go and have a look. Well, then you knew what you were doing. Well, no, we just knew where we were. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I was like, what were you doing? Were you doing we that? But then you knew. But the, the funny thing is she was probably the only blonde uh, person uh, on the whole uh, island and uh, I would have been the tallest person within, you know, a thousand kilometres probably. You were freaks. And I was interested in the, um, now what's the newspaper? The uh, ti- the Straits Times, the, the Singaporean newspaper. Okay. And uh, I saw it in a, in a news agent there once and I bought one. Well, every day for the next six or seven days, the same man would find me wherever I was no way. on the island and bring me the paper. And it was printed in Indonesian and it was printed in English and they only had three or four copies in English and he always kept one for me and he found me all the time. And I just paid him the money, whatever it was. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, but there's good. Yeah, that's, did that's that worry you, you at all? Him knowing where you were, at, like, no, not really. What was the times? Though? Was he on time? Like, was he like, was it uh, at a particular time yeah, every day? Like, yeah, it, was, it was around four o'clock in the afternoon. What? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say a little. little there's a few fact, Chinese a, whispers. I mean, there's a few Timorian re- whispers uh, going on. It was a deity in disguise <laughs> yeah. trying to send you hints through the newspapers. I also had one of the most bizarre experiences. They have uh, those little mini buses, like uh, Mazda Bongo vans, that sort of thing. We've actually and got one. We're giving one away. No. <laughs> <laughs> we are giving a yeah, man away. That's hey, it. Yeah. Everyone who's got a Mazda Bongo van wants to yeah, give it away. Yeah, as you would. But um, the seats were made of uh, masonite, right. so very very thin, and they weren't meant for people that were my size, six foot two. Okay. Uh, but anyway, we're on this public <laughs> he's, transport. He's, he's sneakily chucked in his height in there for everyone listening at home, just so you know I'm six foot two. Well, I just, am very you tall. Squeeze, <laughs> you had to squeeze into this thing. Um, and they were driven by a person who looked every bit of 12, and they were right. assisted by a conductor who was probably, and I, I'm not kidding here, they would have been an eight, nine or ten-year-old, but with their packet of Marlboro up under their sleeve. Wait, wait, wait. So I was about to joke and say, like, I thought you were going to say, like, three feet tall, but, yeah, they probably <laughs> are. Probably are. And they, and they smoke. They were all smoking like trains. Yeah. But these things, these vehicles are painted up brightly with, you know, Elvis Presley, rock and roll. and Yeah, well, we've got one. Stuff and uh, there's a Hills Radio. There is a Hills oh, yes, Radio bus. Have you seen it? Yeah. We are giving it away. We're giving it away. <laughs> 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 Call us, 8391 3885. Real, real retail price of five bucks. Hills <laughs> Radio. Hi, this is Georgie. You're listening to The Simo Show on 88.9 FM. What would have happened in The Great Escape? Steve McQueen and them dudes had turned tail and ran. Well, that's what that movie was about. They were escaping and ran away. I'm trying to agree with you. The point is they did something. That's right, doing something. And we were just having a bit of a chat with Greg Lomax, weren't we, Mitchell? We were. It was very interesting as well. <laughs> so interesting. Uh, <laughs> stories, I love them. And mainly this one, uh, kind of, we were discussing. Greg, you're still here, of course. Yes, I am. Uh, good evening. <laughs> it is, uh, just in case anyone was wondering if they had to get to bed, it's at quarter past nine. Um, Mitch yep. should have a fact any moment now. <laughs> Don't you got you can't push them. Okay, man. sorry. They have to come naturally. But you, uh, we were just discussing going across Timor in a bus. Yeah, around the town of Kupang. Right, Kupang. Yes. And it was super a, familiar with it. A little, um, <laughs> a little mini bus that was brightly painted in some sort of uh, fluorescent paint. Uh, with a driver and... A, <laughs> I'd <think> hope so. <laughs> a very, very young driver and an even younger conductor. And I was saying to the, to, uh, the gentleman before, the uh, everybody smokes over there. The kids smoke. Is it and, cheaper? Uh, uh, I don't know, but the advertising is pretty heavy over there. Right. Okay. It may is be it cheaper. cheaper? It, it's it, cheaper. <laughs> it may not be the same uh, quality of cigarette as well. Who knows? But they had, right. they had their cigarettes up under their sleeve and a um, young kid smoking. Uh, taking the money for the tickets on the bus, but uh, on the on this tiny little bus that we were squeezed onto, a little Mazda Bongo van, were uh, two Catholic nuns, um, two or three Indonesian soldiers with their machine guns. Uh, there was an elderly, also Catholic, an, el- an elderly, an elderly uh, village lady with uh, half a dozen chooks tied at the leg and upside down, and uh, and my wife and I and the music that they were playing through these big boom boxes under these uh, cheap you know wooden seats. Yeah. Uh, was the the most foul um, rap music that the lyrics were just the worst you've ever heard in your <laughs> yeah. life. Buble, all, honestly, all, this new <laughs> rap stuff, all in, too heavy. All in English. Tone it down, Buble. Yeah, Tone Ro- it down. Robbie Williams' new rap album yeah. doesn't <laughs> yeah. quite hit and the same. No, he's got a potty mouth, man. I would watch that. <laughs> we were the only people who who, <clears throat> who could understand the English, and yeah. uh, these other people were just unmoved. They were just sitting there. 
just taking it in. Yeah, you know, she's sitting there, she's like, I got my chooks, I've got got got, things to do. Got my (laughs) AK-47. I'm not happy, I can sort things out. Actually, that's what they were there, they were swapping. I'll give you two chooks for an AK. (laughs) All right, no, 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 that's too heavy, one each. One uh, straight swap, AK for a chook. And a Madonna CD. Yeah. Yeah. AKs are really cheap. Yeah. Cheaper than a chook? Like, in some countries, you can get, like, an AK-47 and ammunition if for you're someone less than $10. Sweet. If you're someone looking for a cheap AK and someone else is looking for You're not going to get chook, one here. No, but we can facilitate. Is 8391 That smuggling town in yeah. the UK? Yeah. Yeah, we have connections uh, all around Saint the world. St. B's? <laughs> No, St. Bees is where you started, Oh, isn't sorry, wait. That's, yeah, uh, St. Bees is where we started. The Robin, other Robin, Hood Bay. Robin, Robin Hood Bay. Robin Hood Bay, yeah. yeah. Appropriately named. That's it. Almost, yep, so call, yeah. call us Connect uh, through uh, <laughs> Robin Hood Bay. And if you're looking for an AK or some chooks, uh, call it what you want. We'll, we'll get some, it done for you. Some Marvel cigarettes or even some Catholic nuns. That's what we do. We foster the people here. This is Call It What You Want. Get down. 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 Black boxes. They're called telephones. I'm gonna let you on a little secret about these telephones. They're not gonna dial themselves, okay? Without you, they're just worthless hunks of plastic. Hi, this is Magnus, and you're listening to the Simmer Show on 88.9 FM. What's your deal? What is your problem? For the past couple months, you've been a ghost. I can't find you any place, and now I come to you with an idea, I put myself on the line, you shoot it down with your negativity, your goddamn negativity, I don't need it, I'm an idea man, I thrive on enthusiasm, don't take the wind out of my sails, I need you. That's what I've been so impressed with tonight, Mitchell, is I, I haven't say. needed to... You've been on board. I've had no <laughs> negativity from you whatsoever. You've been super positive. <laughs> Perhaps when I'm sick, it's like some sort of reverse. Like I think you just... become more positive. The strepsils. It's the strepsils, and he's super positive about our guest tonight. Greg Lomax Ooh, yeah, is, very in the, positive. Uh, is in the studio. It's the Simo Show. You seem to have a bit of a... Really, uh, yeah, I think you have a bit of a respect thing for the the elder statesman <laughs> of the. Uh, yeah, there's so much He's knowledge like, inside their brains, yeah. man. So between Greg Lomax and uh, your Mark other Oates. favorite, you Mark Oates. Mark Oates, if you listen, shout out to Mark Oates. You're a god. Another, <laughs> <laughs> so much respect, Mitchell. Come back to the show. Come back. We need you. Replace Simo. Yeah, <laughs> replace me. Everyone wants to replace me, and so they should. It's a great gig. <laughs> yeah, and you do a good job. I try. Yeah. Yeah, I'm well practised. This is episode 32, podcasters. Yes, go back and listen to the other 32... You one. can find them on Google Play. On 31. 31. 32. If this is episode 32, how many other episodes Not are there, unless, Simon? Well, you know, they could be listening to this podcast after they've already listened to episode 33. No, but that doesn't... <laughs> this is the future we're working in, Mitchell. No, no, you don't get to say okay, that. Okay, I just did. <sighs> ah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I achieved it. What is your deal? What is your problem? For the past couple months, you've been a ghost. I can't find you any place, and now I come to you with an idea, I put myself on the line, you shoot it down with your negativity, your goddamn negativity, I don't need it. I'm an idea man. I thrive on enthusiasm. Don't take the wind out of my sails. I need you. That's it. Wind <laughs> out of what? I barely said anything. Uh, don't you take... said something dumb, and I called you out on it. That's all that uh, happened. Yeah, okay, well, and that's what happens every week, uh, <laughs> the Simo Show from 8 until 10 p.m., my goodness, I'm just looking at the rap sheet of places you've been, Greg. What are some of the highlights for you? What stands out in your mind of in kind of telling people that they have to go and see this? Ooh, gee, um, well, I've been to Canada a number of times. My dad lives in Vancouver. Um, he's 87. He's lived over there for 40 years. Wow. And uh, Vancouver is in British Columbia. 
and uh, I've been fortunate enough to travel around uh, Van or the, the British Columbia and parts of Alberta, so mostly that western side of Canada, and the Canadian Rockies, uh, the, the the Fraser River, the Hudson, the the country, the forest. It's just it's like something that we don't see in Australia, and the scale is unbelievable. Mountains that are five, six, seven, eight times higher than Mount Lofty. And I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. That. that was the biggest one I knew before that. Well, that's it. Something else you didn't realise was possible is the manners, right, in Canada. Is that, is uh, that true? They, well, yes, they're, they're, they're much like us. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of similarities uh, between uh, ourselves and Canadians. But um, I think that you get um, an excess of manners in the US where they apologise for things all the time. Right. Now, don't be sorry. <laughs> never be sorry. We never apologise for what we do here, do we, Mitchell? No, and we never should. That's it. And we, you know, we don't apologise for giving Greg the dodgy chair either. The one dodgy <laughs> chair in the studio. Is there is there a dodgy <laughs> chair? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't tell him. We don't give it to the guest every week. Yeah, we? we do. Yeah, it's to test them out. It's to work. It's to like work out the weak weak minded. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, Greg, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm we coping. need to fix this. <laughs> I'm, I'm coping, but let me talk about Americans for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I always find it interesting that in their supermarkets, the people will say, uh, excuse me, to, but they're saying it to you, but they're 20 metres away down the other end of the aisle <laughs> and they've somehow detected that you may possibly want to be where they are, but you, but you don't. Psychic. Yeah, so Americans are all psychic. There's all this excessive excuse me, excuse me, and 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 apologising. You think toughen up. Like we're just here in the supermarket. I've got my trolley. I'm heading down this way. Was that in certain like parts of America though? Oh, rather I found than it in what? a number of number of different uh, towns. Say, they're like, also quite. I hear people who travel to the US. They're quite friendly. They'll start up conversations with strangers and just talk to people all the time. Americans will or Australians? Uh, Americans. Uh, they Did like to tell it, you huh? where they're from. Yeah, I find that interesting. Yeah, you know, hi, I'm Simon, and I'm from South Australia, or I'm from Adelaide. No one cares. No, <laughs> no, I have a lot of shame of where I'm we're, from. We're, we're more interested <laughs> in who, who you are, but they, they, it seems important over there to know to tell other people which state you come know from. Know your history, Mitchell. Mm. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't know any of no. See, we're we're more we're more about uh, where we're going as opposed to where we've been. Exactly. So Rwanda. Rwanda, Finland, Finland, Pakistan, Pakistan, Pakistan and yeah. Chile. And Chile. Yeah, Tonga should be in there as well. Tonga? Ooh, East Timor? Yeah. Yep. Oh, can I just tell <laughs> you something take the bus. quickly? Yeah, go ahead. When that game Trivial Pursuit first came out many, many years ago... Yeah. Uh, uh, is it anything like Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Uh, <laughs> I was playing a doubles game, my sister-in-law and I, against my wife and my brother-in-law, and th- they were very competitive. And I was asked <clears> three <throat> questions over the period of the game, and each of them involved an island. And one of the questions said, on what island was Captain Cook killed in whatever it was, 17-something? Yep. And uh, I knew it was somewhere in in the Hawaiian Islands, but I didn't know which one. So I said, oh, I don't know, Tonga? And, of course, it was wrong. Yep. And my sister-in-law was very annoyed with with me because she knew that I didn't really give it a good go. And she's very competitive. A little bit later on, the next question, and the game's very, very close. In, on what island was uh, Napoleon held captive in, uh, you know, whatever that was? Oh, I, I, what islands did what? I like to hold people captive, Mitchell? He was Christmas exiled. Island? And it was in the... No. <laughs> was Man, was Man, that close? Manus Island. Oh, OK. Right. Yeah, no, Napoleon was uh, nah, exiled. <laughs> exiled, that's right. Yeah. But anyway, I knew it was in the Mediterranean. I couldn't remember the name of it. Uh, but I said, oh, I don't know. But I felt that I was on a roll. So I said, Tonga. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> she, was, she, was so, she was so frustrated. And then finally, right at the end of the game, when it was make or break, and you may not remember this, but there was a movie that starred Marlon Brando and Maria 
Sharapova? <laughs> no, no, no. And um, it was it was initially banned on its release because there were some scenes that were you know a little bit racy, uh, heavy, yeah. racy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, the movie was called Last Tango in Paris. And uh, the question was, which movie starring Marlon Brando and Maria Schneider, I think it was, was initially banned on release? And, of course, I Tonga. answered, Last Tonga in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the only one laughing. I was so pleased with that. <laughs> no, I rate that. Hold on. I need some recovery time. Community event. Hi, this is Buddy Dawson. You're listening to Josh O, 8 till 10 p.m. 88.9 FM on Hills Radio. Here we go. That's right, here we go, people. You're back uh, on 88.9 FM, The Simo Show on Hills Radio, bringing you the, you know, what are we doing, Mitchell? What we do we do here? bring the funny. We play the bangers. And we're friends, friends with, with the, the stars. stars. Greg Lomax is in the studio. How are you enjoying yourself, Greg? I'm having a wonderful time. You're having a wonderful much. time. Say hello yes. to the lovely people. Hello, lovely people. Are, are they looking? No, no, I know. I was just motioning to the microphone. Oh, there's somebody out there. <laughs> no, there you were, yes. No, that's one of our great <clears throat> pastimes here is watching people parallel park in the dark. <laughs> Parallel Park in the Dark, a new segment. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, uh, come February 22nd. <laughs> come in the evening come on one and all. <laughs> the main street of Mount Barker yeah, and watch people fail to Parallel Park, park after 8pm. In the dark. And the glass of bubbly. And the glass <laughs> rather. Uh, rather, it's a complimentary glass of bubbly. Yes. Is that something you did when you uh, started the Little Hampton Nursery, Greg? <laughs> um, well, I should say that was very much my wife and and I, we were partners, but she was the horticulturalist. And um, A horticulturalist. Now, what does a hort- horticulturalist do? A person who has a formal qualification in plants, knowledge of plants, plant go. life. Right. So yep. what kind of knowledge do you need? Well, well knowledge of plants. You need to be able to identify plants. You need to know um, what, sort of, weed. what sort of conditions <coughs> they, uh, they grow in, well, what's what suitable a, for what areas. I know what a weed is. Well, there you are. You're yeah. um, a running you. start. Yeah. It's, it's anything that's growing somewhere where it shouldn't be. Your yeah. qualification would only, be, would only be minutes away, I would say, at that yeah. rate. No, that was bartender. That's, mo- that's most of the knowledge that we have. We have, we have all knowledge, but it's very but, basic. Yeah. I see that that nursery now has been demolished. It's on, it was on the corner of... Yes. Um, has been demolished. Yeah. Junction Road and Actually, Mitchell Main headed Street. that up with the uh, Expendables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Expendables crew. We had a great time. Yeah, Stallone came yeah. through there. Very strong called Van Damme. My wife and I planted a couple of big... Uh, well, they were four or five metres high at the time, plane trees that were just inside the fence of the nursery. And I, I haven't been past to see if they were demolished as well. I know all the buildings have gone, but uh, I hope the trees are still there because they were sure. huge. I'll check it on the way home. Yeah, do that. And do I'll, that. I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun there. We had uh, all sorts of rusty old things, uh, lots of plants, uh, great uh, following. My mum used to work in there on Sunday. She'd come along and she had her own fan club and she'd regale people with stories and pot plants and do all sorts of things. It was a good time, really good times. Right. Really good times. And so what goes into, like, starting a nursery? Like, <coughs> Well, in our case, not, like... not very much money. Yeah. Um, council approval for a start to make sure that you're uh, setting a business up in the right zoned so area. So you've got to go to the, what, the, the front counter at the... Uh, no, well, you get, you get the, the forms for uh, a planning application. You would have to get that from the... the from council? From, yeah, from the reception? No, you download the front, it off the net. You just now. download it off the net. The front yeah, yeah. counter back of then. the. Uh, oh, back then you'd go to the go to the council. So you would have uh, spoken to a, a receptionist. Uh, back then, probably. What are you? Yes. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> what, Mitchell? No. She's not the lady with the bubbly. Uh, no, 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 it's my mother. I was going to say, yeah, yeah make oh, the joke. One of the best. Well, it's not the joke. It's just saying that she's a lovely receptionist there at the uh, District Council of Mount Barker, a huge sponsor for oh, the uh, Hills Radio 88.9 FM, dishing out all the uh, things you need to know, all the... All the forms, all the things you need, Mitchell. <laughs> that's that's right, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so, okay, so you've got your forms. And, and that, yes, and then you, you fill out all the forms, make sure that you uh, do all the right things that are required in terms of enough uh, car parking space and uh, toilets for uh, people, and um, uh, including uh, people with disabilities. Uh, you signage must conform with the requirements of council, nothing too garish. Um, garish. Or large. Great um, word. Yeah. Yeah, so we did all of the right things and, and opened the business. It ran for almost 10 years and uh, then uh, we sold it to yep. some other people and then they sold it on and then I think the third owner sold it to whoever's now bought it. But I heard it's going to be a fruit and veg or a supermarket there. Uh, <coughs> and uh, it's actually a... It's a what do you even know? I was just going to say that we'll be hosting the next Simo show uh, from, from the uh, from the remains from of the, the remains of the nursery. nursery. Yeah, yeah. Um, good stuff. That's it's it. going to be a very sombre show. That's it. Yeah. Is there any yeah. is there any way people can parallel park out there? Yes. All yes. right. Well, we'll host the the annual parallel <laughs> park annual. off. <laughs> Mitchell, come I, on, no, stick no, with I, me, man. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sticking with okay, you. Right. I was laughing at like I now I want to see. Like a world-class <laughs> parallel parker. No, but with a trailer on the back. If yes. To the oh, my God. Don't you have to do it the opposite if you have a trailer? I mean, I'm not a well-versed person with cars. I know they need wheels. <laughs> if, if Yes, you do it almost the opposite, yep. yeah. Yeah. I, I could show you. I'm, I can back a trailer. Yeah. Is that because you've travelled around? You've done some Australian travel as well? Yes, yes. I've done a uh, more 10,000, 12,000 kilometre trip around. Whoa. Australia, not around the eastern states. I've been there for various other reasons over the years. Ah, they're all hipsters out there. I you did don't an Adelaide, Alice Springs, Darwin, yeah, the east coast. The coast. Yeah, they don't like them. Exactly. They don't like the east coast, yeah. despite the fact that it's like 80% of Australians. <laughs> yeah. East coast. Yeah. yeah. We're at war. <laughs> we're at war. We're, yeah. we're almost certainly going to lose no, because we of got the population no, 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 no. We have the Simo show. They have nothing. <laughs> of course. That's right. Yeah, so wait, right. when did you do this? When did you travel around Australia? Uh, that would have been in two thousand and three, two thousand four. And yeah, and what what stands out in your mind about kind of maybe some things? Say some young young people like Mitchell over here <laughs> should know about their own country before oh, they right. go traversing oh, around the goodness. globe. Look, I think uh, just to get out in the big wide open spaces is something else. Um, driving up the centre of Australia, up in the Kimberleys. So like Nullarbor? Well, that's across the bottom. Yeah. I'm talking uh, Even heading further. up north. Yeah. yeah the, across the Nullarbor is, uh, is a good experience as well. There's a bird sanctuary that's worth going to on the Nullarbor. It's at, at Cocklebiddy. Uh, you go down over the edge of the cliff down amongst sand hills and there's one of the old telegraph, railway, uh, telegraph stations that um, is on the line that Edward John Eyre, when he walked across the Nullarbor, he plotted where these... Uh, Telegraph station should go, and there's there's one there, and it's operated by Birds Australia, and people can volunteer and spend three months there, and they do. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. They count birds. You, 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 get, in the, you get in the Ute and drive down on the beach, and yeah. you count birds every morning and every night, and you count uh, what type of birds and how many, and this helps uh, to monitor the migratory um, migratory um, how, journeys that the birds. The sheer on. numbers of birds. Would that be They have adjectives difficult? to describe that. No, yeah. they're very quick. 
Yeah. <laughs> and funny. Yeah, yeah one, two, three, make four, loads five, of money. Six. Yeah. Slicked and stein. No, they just they just count really quickly. Right. Yeah. People can do that with sheep too, can't they? But, uh, the sh- you know, Two, seven, eighteen, forty-two. Yeah. <laughs> Before they fall and asleep, they and they don't all look the same. I think people think that all sheep look the same, but they don't. They've got individual personalities and individual faces. brilliance. <laughs> yes, they've all got something on the inside. Yeah, that sets them apart. Yeah, but can you still them. send a telegram? <clears throat> That's a very good question. I was only reading a telegram the other day. What? Um, <laughs> My God. <laughs> can you... How, how, okay, what is one. a telegram, first of all? For all those young people at home, <laughs> it was a what really, the hell is a telegram? It was a really delayed one. Uh, warning, <laughs> warning, stop. <laughs> Germans moving on to Poland, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell, that's you're right. brilliant. I love you. That's great. Oh, that's got to be the best thing you've said in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think uh, it was that dude, funny. That was great. A telegram was a yellow piece of paper. Have some applause. With, um, <laughs> Sorry. It was a yellow piece of paper with uh, typing on it and it came from the post office and it was the, it was the uh, printed version of a message that somebody had sent by wire from somewhere else and it was uh, collected at the post office, usually in Morse code and then translated into the alphabet, which was then assembled into lit words as we understand it, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, put on this piece of paper and then delivered by the postman and sometimes they did a special delivery. You didn't wait for it the next day. Uh, if it arrived after the mail had been delivered, they would still come back and bring the telegram because it usually had important information. In it, like, Post haste. Like congratulations <laughs> on passing your final year exams, things like that, riveting this, stuff. Was that what happened to you? Yeah. You got a telegram. Yep. Right. Yeah. But you said you were just reading one the other day. Yes, yeah, so in my archive at home. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, he hadn't received one. <laughs> you should yeah. see my archives. Yeah. Lots archives. Of hey, uh, well, we can host archive. the Simo show from the archives. <laughs> <laughs> the D- the Lomax archives. You could parallel park Simo in show so 33. The, what is that? The, the Lost Ark? Yeah, exactly, so they yeah. put in Indiana Jones? Raiders of the Lost Ark. We become the Raiders. The Dead Sea Ark. Yeah, well, they, they, yeah. They put, the they Scrolls. Put something at the end of one of the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> the Dead Sea Telegrams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I picture archives. I don't think like people have individual archives. Yeah. I'm just picturing like beneath your house is like a bunker and there's just shelves upon shelves of like old war telegrams and things like that. It's It's pretty close to that. Yeah, is it really? It. No, yeah. Like, yeah. it's not under the house. It's it's in my office. But uh, I, I've kept a lot of what I think is cool stuff over the years. That is yeah. cool. Stuff. Yeah, mainly Holden's. Actually, his office is full no, of, no, full no, of no. these old cars. <laughs> his office is huge. He's ground them into It's huge. Power. It's the greatest office of all time. <laughs> We're going to make huge. the Mexicans pay for it. <laughs> this is how we to have fly. The best offices. <laughs> Hey, this is the Rad Jams Exchange. I'm Sam. I'm Ryan. And I'm Luke. You're listening to The Simo Show. 8 to 10pm. 88.9 FM on Hills Radio. That's right, Mitchell. Bring us back from the break. Bring us back? Yeah. I don't know. We had a nice chill moment. Uh, yes. Chill, because the aircon's on. Yeah. We're, you know, talking about the archives, talking about children telegrams. talking about the archives. The archives. Load the Lomax archives. They ever gonna <laughs> well, be, uh, an, is there ever going to be an <laughs> exhibition, perhaps down at the Handorf Academy? That's a good thought. That's a good thought, yeah. Or I might make it all into a big collage. I'm actually full of those, Greg, and good thoughts. Collage? No, good thoughts. Good thoughts. Yeah. Is this a a neat segue? No, no, no. I was just, I was just, it was just a clever way for me to say I'm full of myself. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to talk about, Greg? Well, I was going to talk about this thing here. Ooh, this thing about go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Well, Just lay on, it on me. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. My uh, my wife and I have had this brilliant idea 
to um, improve the ugliest building in the main street of Handel. Ah, oh, yes. Which, uh, which one is... You, you don't know which one is... My the house. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You're not even on the main street. The main it's just street. that bad. Yeah. In the main street. Uh, mm. It's not hard. <laughs> well, no, well, I mean, I don't go there that right. often. T- time's up. Okay. It, time's up. It's the CFS. Ah, Yes. Is it? Now, we've got to be care- in a fair here because it's a utilitarian building. It's built for a purpose. It was never intended to be, you know, any sort of architectural or iconic uh, structure. And no doubt it was built to a budget and it serves its purpose well. But it's right in the middle of the town and it's just not that pretty. No, it's not. But you've had so an idea. I've had an idea. You're going to cover it in, uh, like, I've things from a nursery. Close. Plenty of plants. I've sent a proposal Vines. to uh, the captain of the Handorf CFS. Captain Hahn? Today? No. 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 Actually, what is his name? It's Greg. Uh, Captain Solo. Same. <laughs> I sent it to him. And, uh, no, he shot first. And, and I know they've got some good ideas of their own, but this was to get a, uh, a really good artist to paint three vintage fire engines, one on each roller door, and paint them to scale and all the right uh, perspective and, and uh, shading and whatever, as if they're parked in the shed and ready to drive straight out. And you could have old-style fireman hanging off the side and ready to go, but it would look really pretty. Put a, uh, a, a box, uh, a secure box fixed to the ground or to the wall, suggesting that people put in a gold coin donation, and I wouldn't expect the CFS to pay for any of it, but I think that the community in different forms would be happy to raise the money, and it might cost, my estimates, about $6,000, labour and materials, and have these three cool fire engines. Even use the middle one as a as a Lego fire engine. Can you imagine oh, yeah. that with Lego? Well, here's my counter proposal. Oh, here we go. Right. <laughs> okay. We. I love that. Oh, okay. I love yes. it all. Yeah. But obviously, we need to be. You know what they're going to come back and they're going to counter propose to is basically. You know, there's obviously there's a very a heritage kind of thing in in Handorf. Yes. You know, very German based. So I think you're going to have to do some research. Uh, German fire engines oh. and German... Is there a difference? Yeah. No, there, I'm sure there is. They're, uh, they're black and white like a cow. <laughs> Are they? Maybe just add some pretzels. <laughs> a good thought. Yeah. Coming out of the water cannon. <laughs> yeah. Some, you know, some sausages, I guess. Some beer. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of some food-orientated things, what normally happens at about quarter to ten, Mitchell? Oh, We're going to need to call the fire brigade because something's been cooking for too long. Oh, it's ready. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! That's right, the meatloaf we needed. Ooh, it's, uh, it's about it's time to late. feed yourself, I'm Mitchell. very hungry. Oh, goodness. It's been quite a show, hasn't it, Mitchell? It's been fantastic. Now, once again, we uh, are going to uh, push this on behalf of Greg on our show every week oh. to get fire engines painted all across the CFS in Handorf. Okay. German. Is it a German artist, maybe? It could be. A local artist. A local artist. Yeah. Hans Heisen. One of the, really, some yeah. of the journeymen. Can they paint? <laughs> can the can the journeyman paint? Yeah. They'll give it a go. After a, after a couple of snaps, they'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But if the fire engines were done in a in an old style and really done to scale, I think that could look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure people would donate. If if you said a gold coin donation, and not not everyone will put a put a coin in there, but when they're taking photographs, because that's what'll happen. But I reckon if you averaged between a dollar and two dollars, you said say a dollar fifty. If five people put in a dollar fifty a day, that adds up to two and a half thousand dollars. About a year. how many strepsils is that, Mitchell? <laughs> Too many strepsils. <laughs> I, <still> got, <laughs> <It's just> <laughs> <laughs> I got four left, man. I've been I've been good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty.
I don't think it's a CFS, I reckon. <laughs> that could be that could get the ball rolling. Get the, get the strepsils, get the ball rolling, or get the strepsils rolling. My thirst for knowledge has uh, quenched Been my Been quenched sore by strepsils. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Well, let's lead into what we have left. There we go. A bit of thinking music for you, Mitchell. Uh, we're still live, Greg. We're still live. Keep those headphones in. This is the important part of the evening. Is it? Uh, where we get to ask you what you learnt on the show this Ooh, evening. Thank you very really? much for joining us. Mitchell's going to get the ball rolling. What did you learn on the show this evening? I learned... Mitchell, Michelle, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, I Michelle. so many things. So many things. I think, uh, I think one of the most important things is that we need a portly gentleman to, with a handlebar <laughs> moustache yeah. to sit outside of the studio. the radio yeah. uh, the and studio stop the people with pitchforks exactly. and torches stop the angry mobs <laughs> yeah. we're not that there bad they are. they're ready to come <laughs> in angry mob. The, the Jackson report they've already made their way and they got past the portly gentleman with the moustache oh my goodness <laughs> we need two of them we need two uh, what uh, one we'll, we'll have one, one's one, called Des uh, and the other one's called Troy I was thinking and one together they one are destroyed <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking one of them w- it would be Italian and one of them would be French. Well, they, uh, that can work too. I mean, I haven't met that many French Troys or Italian Deses, but I'm sure we can make it happen. We'll do it. Uh, what about yourself, uh, Greg? Uh, what have you learned? It's, uh, that's a no-brainer. I learned that <laughs> ele- elephants uh, are more skittish than horses. Mitch, yep. is that yep. correct? Yeah, that is and right. And that you can scare elephants away with fire. Yep. So if uh, a herd of elephants with riders, I assume, yep. are yep. attacking your <laughs> yeah. home or your country, yeah, exactly. you just go out there with a match. <laughs> if and, you are um, part of a Roman legion, away you go. <laughs> keep yeah. a torch on you at all times because yep. so the Carthaginians might uh, pounce. Yeah. Hannibal had no idea, did he? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just, they got pounced on, man. But a mechanical elephant, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're not quite as skittish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Brilliant. I learnt on the show this evening that there's a place in the kind of the the northernmost kind of what is it northern easternmost point. There's a place called Saint Bees. No, Robin Hood's Bay. You there's there's Saint Bees. You walk from Saint Bees to Robin, Robin Hood's, Hood's Bay. Bay. Yeah, what about it? Yeah, we're going to do that, uh, and we're going to podcast the entire thing. I would almost up. consider that would if you? I wasn't grossly unfit. <laughs> Fair call. Well, that's it for us for another week. Uh, Greg, thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure, gents. Pleasure. Well done. Well, say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Greg. Goodbye, Greg. And it's goodbye from oh, Simo. Good oh, good is he? <laughs> He's a fast learner. <laughs>